Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, the podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Jo Millmine, and this is episode 143, useful resources for beginner knitters. Hello, hello, and welcome into episode 143 of the Shiny Bees podcast. Hello, I'm Jo, and I'm back with you again today. It is the 5th of May 2020, and in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about useful resources for beginner knitters. Now, that doesn't mean that this episode is not for people who are not beginner knitters. What it means is I've been and had a look around on the internet for what I think are the best sort of resources out there if you're starting to knit but I have picked a lot of resources that are suitable for more accomplished knitters and have a range of different tutorial videos for different techniques that you're not going to be doing as a beginner knitter you're going to be picking up as you get more into your knitting journey and indeed a lot of you just won't have picked up yet so quite excited about that If you are a new listener today, welcome. I hope you will enjoy the show and having some time here with us and with me in particular. Very grateful for you for joining us. And as always, welcome to my dear, dear returning listeners. Those of you that come back every week, a delight as always to be with you again today. Before we start, I've got a really high pitch voice there. I've uh, got a few sh- shout outs uh, for a couple of people that have been in touch in the interim since the last episode. So shout outs to Diva, to Inst, uh, Late Tonight Knits, Maggie Razor, Joe Martin Knits, sorry can't read my own writing there. Again, Carrot Coriander and Dr. Elby Knits. Hello to all of you. Thank you for being in touch in the gap since the last episode. So how's everyone getting on then? We're okay here in the UK. We're still in good old lockdown. The beast is not coping very well with it. Well, she is coping really well. It's just making her funnier. I mean, she's only nine. She's only nine, but she does. She is incredibly funny. The stuff she comes out with is really, really quite funny. I did save one in particular for you that I thought you would like. She said the other day to her dad, um, oh, I'm so bored, like my childhood has been ruined by the coronavirus, like all seven weeks of it is, you know, calm down. She said, it's, it's, it's like a zombie apocalypse, only worse. And he was like, oh, why is that sis? And she said, at least in a zombie apocalypse, I'd have a gun. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, sis. So yeah, she's been really quite amusing. And we've been quite here quite busy here with the whole you know keeping everything moving keeping everyone fed a lot of washing up a lot of cooking a bit of home learning planted some laurel bushes jobs are good in it's been yeah it's been all right it's been all right and a return this week to the sunny weather again and back to watering plants outside my violas keep trying to commit suicide by just wilting dramatically like some kind of victorian lady on the other fronts, I've been also busy working on my book. If you remember last 
last year, gosh, it really was a long time ago, I started writing a podcasting book and I was really busy with the contracts I've been working on, which finishes today. Happy last day, day to me. And now obviously I'm turning my attention back to other stuff that I was working on, including the book, which I'm I'm trying to get in my 25 minutes a day. That was my plan for for writing it was I was going to work on it 25 minutes a day. And it's a good technique, actually. If there's something you want to get done, but you don't feel like you've got time, you can use the whole kind of mini Pomodoro, 25 minutes a day, and then you're finished technique to get some time to work on it. Because you can pretty much always squeeze in 25 minutes somehow. And it doesn't feel so long that it's a big thing and it's hard to get into. And it builds up quite quickly. So if you do 25 minutes a day, obviously times seven, it's quite a lot, isn't it? Don't ask me to work it out that quickly. It's 50 minutes in two days, an hour and 40 in four days. So three hours and 20 in six days, plus another 25, nearly four hours a week if you did 25 minutes a day, which soon adds up uh, to quite a lot because it's only 25 minutes. You get into it quite quickly and you don't procrastinate. So I've already written about 40,000 words of that. And now I'm going back into it after quite a few months off to get it done, basically, and get it out. I want it out soon. I've not set a date for it coming out yet, but it's going to be... It'd be nice for it to be out by the time the kids go back to school, I reckon. Which, I mean, it's not going to be June, like they say, is it? It's going to be a little bit longer. I mean, technically, they go back to school, in inverted commas, tomorrow. But, you know... um, I want to spend some time working on that now that I've got a bit more attention, time to, to pay attention to other things. That's one of the things that's quite important to me to get out. And along with that, I'm working on some training to go with it. I've been helping someone this week with their podcast again. I do that, by the way. Um, I help people start podcasts. I make podcasting easy for everyone, basically, because I'm not that techie myself, but I've managed to figure out ways to make it easy and for the sound to sound good and for it to be quite manageable because it, it can be quite intimidating if you read some of the big articles it's like gosh you know you'd never start for how complicated they make it sound and it's really not that that complicated at all the hardest thing is turning on the microphone and actually recording and then keeping it going is the hardest thing to me anyway but I am super enthusiastic about podcasting. I absolutely love it. I think it's the best medium ever for spreading your message, really, and connecting with people. And it's given me a million gifts, pretty much. And I just want that for other people as well. I want other people to be able to get out of podcasting what I've got out of it, which is a flipping lot, let me tell you. A lot. Including a lot of memes this week as well from podcast listeners. And every time I go somewhere, I go and travel somewhere in the world, I'll find a podcast listener and I'll go meet up with them and we have the best time. And it's just so flipping cool. So cool. I've met so many awesome people through doing it and had so many amazing opportunities. So yeah, I just want to make it easy for other people to have the same thing that I've had really. So yeah, super cool. So I've been working on some uh, workshops as well that I'm going to do and some freebie workshops that I'm going to run to try and help people if they're thinking about getting started right now or at any time really or they've already started and want to know what I know that they don't it's probably not that much really but you know I've been doing it for eight years now and I think it's time to 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 share what I know with other people so they can get started so that's what I've been working on and like I said I've been working on a 
a podcast this week with someone else who has literally just started. They've recorded one episode, which is pretty amazing. So it's going to be a cool podcast. It's not about knitting. It's about uh, psychology. It's nothing to do with knitting. So yeah, very exciting. And now that I'm obviously free again, in, you know, like loose terms free, I'm still like chained to the children and the sink and the cooker and everything else. Now I've got some like mental bandwidth and uh, technically a free agent from that podcast, from that uh, contract rather, I will be doing my podcast power hours and coaching stuff again as well. So you can find all the stuff about that on my website, shinybees.com or just email me is the best way, info at shinybees.com and I'll be sharing on here other stuff uh, when it comes up and when it's ready, I'll be letting you know that it's ready in case you want to go take a look, basically, and get involved in the podcast. Love. Everyone loves a podcast. So yeah, that's what we've been what we've been doing. And the other exciting news is I need to recall this for posterity because I can't tell you how much joy this brought me. Like if we're gonna find moments of joy in every day, this was a moment of joy last night at half past ten when I got a click and collect order for Sainsbury's yeah baby so flipping excited I mean half of it will be missing it'll be like doing you know an episode of ready steady cook I'm sure but it don't matter the point is is I got one like I've been trying to get an order for weeks months months and I got one I felt like I'd won the lottery I put all of the things in the basket amazing anyway so today's episode is all about some good resources that you can go check out, some of the best people around there. And trust me, I've looked at quite a lot this week. And um, these are the ones that I think are the best ones. If you're going to go look for someone to help you with starting knitting or picking up a particular technique. So go grab your knitting, get a cup of tea or a gin and tonic, whatever floats your boat, and we will crack on with the show. So inspired in no small way by my little bro, well, mostly his girlfriend, Les, um, but my little bro as well. He's an absolute superstar. He listens to my podcast. He doesn't even knit. I mean, how cool is that? He only seems to listen to it when he's had a drink though. Anyway, today's episode is looking at some resources for, technically for beginner knitters. That was my starting point for this, but as you would expect, there is no like definitive time when you're not a beginner and you are accomplished. Like there's no time where you are just a master and you don't need to look at beginner tutorials because if you've never knitted beaded lace, you're a beginner beaded lace knitter. If you've never knit, knitted entrelac, then you're a beginner entrelac knitter or a beginner sock knitter or or whatever. whatever. You know, you're always a beginner at something, I think. And I've complained bitterly about it before on the podcast that I find a lot of tutorials quite hard to follow. I find that people assume too much knowledge and they talk too quickly and they knit too quickly when they are teaching tutorials. And it bugs me. It really, really annoys me. Like if I knew how to knit that fast, I wouldn't be watching a learn to knit, learn knit stitch tutorial. Can you hear her angry? I'm a little bit angry about it. It just really frustrates me because this might be your video, that video might be the one that someone comes to and then gets really disheartened by because it's it's too fast, you know, you've not slowed it down and simplified it enough for the person watching it to understand. 
and not enough repetition. That's my other big bugbear with tutorial videos is they show you once or twice and then they do it really quickly and you can't follow it and you just want to punch them. Like everyone's been there. I'm not condoning violence, but it makes you really frustrated when you just just get in the, the knack of what they're doing and then they stop showing you slowly and start doing it really quickly and make you feel inadequate. That's not a good thing. So I have a lot of ideas about what I think is a good tutorial and what I think, you know, isn't as good at doing the job of teaching as it could be. And I've been teaching for 20 years, so, uh, and I've taught a whole load of different things. I've taught all different subjects. And so I think I've got a reasonable idea of what, what tends to work for people and what people will tend to struggle with. So I've basically watched about a million dreadful videos for you on YouTube so that you don't have to watch them and you can just go to the ones that I think are pretty good and use really nice techniques, nice camera, good audio that's not too loud, that doesn't have the horrible, what I really hate, my biggest pet peeve. This sounds like I've been complaining about the whole thing, but I, on, trust me, I've watched a lot of bloody videos the last um, week or so, is when people wear a lapel mic and they wear it too close to their throat and then you get the noises like they're actually swallowing you know a massive sweetie or something I, I just I, I I can't I can't take it like it, I turn off straight away so there probably are this is the caveat that I'm getting to there probably are quite a few videos or some people that I've said I've, I've I've missed out or you would believe that I've missed off the list and if you think I've missed someone that's really good please do tell me and I can add them into this later or in the next episode but I can certainly put them in the show notes as a kind of footnote or whatever, an update afterwards. Um, but there are, there are going to be a lot of people that will do something that bugs me and therefore they've been discounted and maybe then they're actually worth including. Um, so if there's anyone that you think that I have missed out and I should include, then do let me know. But these are the people that I think have done like a super nice job. I've got a really nice uh, range of videos and just use a lot of good like signposting and, and editing to make it very easy to understand. Now, I've only got three people that are making videos on YouTube. One is a book and one is a kind of like a mini course blog, but has used some really interesting ways to drive home the point that I just think are really clever and really cool uses of things that we can do now. But I don't want to spoil it, so wait till we get there. So... Without further ado, let's get into the list. The first one is Sheep and Stitch. This is by Davinia on YouTube. You can find them at sheepandstitch.com as well. And she does loads, tons of really nice tutorials and knitting patterns. The camera angles are really good and everything is really clearly explained without talking too quickly. I found some good ones. Uh, or I say good ones, I found some people that do a lot of videos that look to be good, but they talk really quickly. And I talk really quickly when I'm podcasting. When I'm teaching, I don't talk really quickly because you need to give people time to take it in, particularly if they can't see your face because you've got the camera angle that's looking towards your hands, like it makes sense, right? But if they can't see your mouth as well, they need more time to process the information when you are teaching a technique particularly, like I said, when it's a technique that's on it, in your hands, it's not even just taking in information. 
So that I've left some, like Knit With Hannah was one that I found that did that quite a bit, that I, I just found it hard. She talked too quickly and I found it hard to kind of pay attention because I couldn't see her necessarily on some of the videos, some of them not so much. Anyway, I'm not saying it was bad. That's another person you can go look at. Um, I just didn't think it was as strong as some of the other ones, basically. Um, but yeah, Davinia, Davinia's videos, Sheep and Stitch, are super clearly explained. What I really like about what she does is she uses like animated graphics and noises and title screens to keep your attention and also to break it up, what she's saying to you, but to draw your attention to certain things. So when she's mentioning you know, maybe a gap in the knitting or a, if you've done a slip knot, it'll show you the slip knot and put it on the knitting needle and then there'll be a little boing with an arrow pointing at the slip knot or a little boing and an arrow pointing at the thing that she is mentioning at that point, which it's a nice to have, you know, you don't have to have them, but it just, it, it, it elevates the videos to that level where it's these little things that you put in, these little signposts that can really help people to remember things and we're trying to teach them right so or we're trying to learn it basically we're not trying to teach anyone that in my head I'm trying to teach someone but if you're trying to learn it these are the things that you remember and help to drive home those points even if it's not that obvious at the time she also uses nice background music it's not too loud it's not too offensive so then you don't get the on a lot of videos you'll get like an air conditioner in the background or you'll get a lot of those neck like mouth noises or you'll get a lot of um like noises from things moving uh, wires moving and stuff like that or them fidgeting or a clock a clock ticking oh my word and they I find those really distracting and I find that you know students can be distracted by that kind of thing so I like how she uses the background music to you know, keep it all going as well. And that that can help, you know, with your brain for like tying it in. If you remember the music, it can help some of the information going as well. So that is Sheep and Stitch by Davinia. She also has knitting patterns on her website as well. If you want to take a look at those and you'll find her at sheepandstitch.com. By the way, all of the links to these people will be in the show notes for this episode, which is shinybees.com forward slash one, four, three. Number two, bam, bam, bam very pink knits which you'll find at verypink.com and it is stacy perry now i really like very pink knits because very pink knits was the tutorial the photo tutorial that i used to teach myself to knit socks and i managed it and i've still got them socks they're amazing i knitted them out of reggio yarn it's called that like, monster the colorway and that yarn is indestructible you've got to hand it to the germans like it's indestructible i've worn those to death and they're still going strong and the colours are still really, really bright. Love the yarn. So it kind of follows that I am going to enjoy her tutorials. And she's got tons, literally tons of them, loads of video tutorials. And they start from a lot of quite basic tutorial videos. Now, they're, in fairness, they are not as highly produced and not as good as the newer stuff because they're quite old they've been on youtube for a few years you know video editing has moved on a lot since she did those first ones but in fairness they would have been really good at the time when they were released they would have been as highly produced as good as the ones that she's she's doing now she also does some like full walkthrough videos on her channel for various projects so 
it's you know not just socks i i used verypink.com to learn how to knit socks initially because i find i find that i struggle with when you get a book and they do the photo tutorials and then it jumps from one thing to the next thing and i don't know what they've done in between and it's only written in words that bugs me i can't, I can't figure out how they've got to where they've got to and i lose interest so i'd not managed to use a book book to be able to do that now she never did that it was still a photo tutorial but she recognized the need to put not just jump along to do as, as few photos as possible which sometimes is a consideration in a book because you don't want to be using too many pages because you get charged for how many pages you print like I get that but if it's supposed to be a tutorial then it needs to do the job of teaching you otherwise there's no point even putting it in there um, so I'd struggled with that before, but she managed to do it in a way, and it was on her website, so she wasn't she didn't have the same constraints, fairness, but she did it with re, you know different coloured yarns, so you could see which stitches she was talking about and everything. It was really, really good. And on her videos, it's not just socks; she does like sweaters, you know, hats, mittens, whatever loads of different stuff and the newer ones in particular and she puts like she seems to put a few out a week like there's a lot going on to there have got like really nicely done title screens and everything's very clear about what you're going to be getting when you watch and it's all just really nicely produced in fairness she does have a videographer who works with her and he produces the videos for her so it, she's not doing it for herself um and that makes it easier. You know, it's difficult to be like the teacher and to produce, to be a video producer. It's not, you know, they're not the same skill set necessarily. So the videos you get on YouTube are not going to be as high quality necessarily because it's some people are doing it like for fun or as a hobby or whatever, or they're just doing it to the best of their video editing capabilities. And, you know, no one's a born a video editor. And if you do it full time, obviously you're going to do a better job, aren't you? So. Anyway, that's very pink knits, really, really good. She's got tons and tons of videos and she's got a website and she ha has the whole range from the basics. Like I said, the basics not as good because they're old, not because they're not good, just not as high quality as the newest stuff that she's putting out very regularly at the moment. So that is Stacey Perry at verypink.com. Number three is Perling knit Perlin Knitting. Now this is an older one. It's not actually been updated for a while, like a while, a few years. But what is on there is really good quality. Now that is Perlin Knitting with two L's. Again, links for this will be in the show notes. So she it doesn't seem like she's still, and I couldn't find her name, bless her. Um, it seems like this this particular vlog, well, set of tutorials, this video channel isn't necessarily being updated anymore. And likewise for her blog, her blog had a lot of, has a lot of free patterns on it for various different things like maybe a twisted headband or, you know, little, little bits and bats, different free patterns that are available on her blog. They're all still there. They still work, obviously, and the tutorials, but it isn't updated or hasn't been updated for a while. Having said that, because again, considering these are older videos, um, really quite good. She 
The later ones are better, as you would expect, and the earlier ones are a little bit more rough and ready. But still, considering it was quite a few years ago when she was recording these for the first time, I think are really good. Really nicely explained, nice use of titles, nice use of breaks, explains everything slowly, explains every step, and you can see what she's doing with her hands very clearly. Because that's another problem that I find from personally, again, it's all personal opinion here, from tutorial videos is the shot from too far away. So you can see the whole hands, but you can't actually see what's happening on the needles, which is pretty pointless. Um, likewise, using light yarn against a light background, it's not that easy to see. So I have very specific pet peeves that make me go, that's good, that's not. Um, but purling knitting is good. So they're the video tutorials. Links to all of them will be in the show notes. And my next one is actually a book because I, I struggled when I was looking through it. And I, like I said, I've watched hundreds, hundreds of videos and gone, no, 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 ugh, no, no, all the way through. And obviously it's a bit of a lottery as well with search terms and finding things that are appropriately tagged and then algorithms like what's going to come to the top because of the algorithm. So it's not, you know, it's not an exact science. But my next one I decided to put in is a book and it's an old one, right? And the reason I put it in is because this is one that I used when I came back to knitting. So I knew the basics, but when I came back to knitting in 2010, probably it must have been, as in properly back to knitting, like as a thing that I did often, um, this was one of the first books that I bought and I really liked it. and it's one that I still recommend to people now if they're wanting a book instead of watching videos because you might not be in a place where you can sit and watch YouTube. Maybe you don't have enough bandwidth to be watching YouTube because that's a thing, you know. If you are somewhere where you just want something that you can quickly refer to without watching 12 minutes of, of jibber-jabber. You know, you just want a quick quick check and then back out again. I think a book's quite good for that, you know. It saves looking at a screen and getting sucked into other things. So this book is Nitty Gritty, Knitting for the Absolute Beginner by Anita Patel. Now it is already 12 years old. It's published in 2008 and you can pick it up round and about for a better tenner on Amazon. Have a look on eBay for other copies that are lying around or, you know, check it out at the library. And I like the photo tutorials in this one, I have to be fair. They're a bit more elaborate and obviously I managed to knit things out of it using the photo tutorials. And it's got quite a nice selection of quite simple, achievable patterns for little bits and bats that you can knit. I remember we all had I had like a knitting knitting group. This was like pre-Ravelry and it was almost knitting wars, like who could knit the best set of booties. And it was a massive lesson in gauge because we're all on the same size needles. We've all got the same yarn, but these booties all ended up about 15 different sizes as they do, right? As they do. So yeah, check that one out as a book. It is Nitty Gritty Knitting for the Absolute Beginner by Anita Patel. And the last one, number five for now, is Knitting 101, Knitting for Beginners by Paradise Fibres, which you can find at paradisefibres.com. Now, this is, it's like a hybrid. It's a hybrid between a written blog post, step-by-step -step guide with the photos, but the photos have been turned into GIFs. 
genius. Absolute genius. I've never seen it done before. I don't know why, but each little part, and it's broken down into very kind of, you know, macro steps, very small bits, very granular detail. But each little one, if there's a moving part to it, now you can you can tell now why this is making my little heart, cold, dead, northern heart happy, is each little moving part where you're doing something, it's a GIF. And it just plays constantly. So not only is it moving, so I can see what you're doing properly and there's no missed out bit, my pet hit from photo tutorials, but it just repeats over and over again really quickly so you don't have to watch a load of rubbish in the video or keep skipping back. It just does it itself. Amazing. Going to steal that. Totally going to steal that. And obviously that makes it much easier because you're not getting confused. It's just doing it over and over and over in front of you with the written notes next to it, with the video, little GIF, amazing. It's just really strong, I think, and worth checking out if you are learning something. So that is paradisefibers.com and it is Knitting 101 Knitting for Beginners. So yeah, they're my like five resources that I picked out after some extensive research. I'm never going to like be a Billy Big Balls and promise something again unless I've actually done it and written it because it was pretty painful. I don't mind saying, having said that, I have found some really cool new to me people to be following for tutorials. In particular, in particular, the Sheep and Stitch one, which seems to be really prolific. And I just love the way that you know, like the thumbnail is there. It's It's got the nice thumbnail. It's got her face on it. It's got the title on it. And then everything from that continues to just deliver in a really nice way. So yeah, happy days. So if you know someone that is wanting to learn to knit, or if you're looking for tutorial ideas or whatever for other people that have asked you about knitting, then please consider sending them along to the podcast. Um, you can go to shinybees.com forward slash 143 and they'll be able to find these five listed in that in the show notes anyway for this episode but encourage them to have a listen if they're thinking about taking up knitting or you know if you're just like my brother had a couple of shandies and decides to put my podcast on and then rip me mercilessly via whatsapp up to you if he's your brother and he's not interested in it in like he can text you instead though yeah awesome cool so that's all I've got time for this week and I'm planning for it to be a return to the Tuesday podcast I'm going to go back to Tuesdays I'm going to commit I feel like I can commit now to Tuesdays as the day for the podcast which it always used to be and I don't know I feel like I'm I'm, I'm getting there I'm, I'm moving you know I'm moving things that are happening for me so Tuesdays it will be and we'll see if there's any other extra episodes I'd expect those on a Friday but I'm not going to promise you anything for that yet because obviously I'm busy writing a book and stuff so I hope you have enjoyed it's been useful for you thank you so much for joining me as always massive massive pleasure of mine to be in your ears right now giving you my northern tones I hope you have a wonderful week happy crafting and I will speak to y'all again soon cheers You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found on the website at shinybees.com forward slash 143. 
Music for this episode is with very kind permission of Adam and the Walter Boys with I Need a Drink, and you can find that over on iTunes. I need a friend.